Hello, um, everyone. You sound I'll, so uncertain. <laughs> I haven't got a number of viewers up yet, and I'm uh, 15. 15, apparently. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Everyone's Thank waiting you. for us. Uh, apologies about the delay. Uh, technical issues on my end, as always. But it's fine. We think we've worked it out. We've got a small small team today, just the three of us. Um, and um, we were supposed to have Asher Hill joining us, but he ended up with a conflict. So we'll hopefully have him join us for something later on in the season. Um, but, you know, it's been the, the Grand Prix of withdrawals and it's the cup of China, cup of chaos. So we'll just, we're going to, we're going to make do. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Um, Ellie and Izumi are uh, ill at the moment, so um, they're both resting. It's also like very early in the morning for Izumi, so her getting up to do these anyway, we're like we're grateful for. Um, but yeah, oh, people in chat already. Hello, Laura. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Jonathan. We can probably interact with you a little bit more this week now that we don't have a guest. <laughs> yeah, I never know how to um, like throw in comments, um, which is why I don't like hosting and why I miss Ellie a lot. So <laughs> we'll we'll be able to interact with you a bit, and you get your favorite people, which is us three. So what's not to love? I um, did I'll like start. this event. It was fun to see um, some skaters that we hadn't seen for a long time or ever before from uh, China that. You know, I'm excited to have them back in the swing of competitions now. Although we do miss Grand Prix Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> One year ago. I loved um, scrolling through Twitter yesterday and everyone's anniversary posts. I saw Anna's and was like, I've got to do mine. <laughs> I know. I realized afterwards that I um, I needed to make two. The one that was basically just me being excited about Team Champray and one that was me being excited about everything else that was also amazing about um, Sheffield because it was wonderful for, for many reasons. And yes, I, I miss it. Well, 2026, we get Europeans. So you never know. But there's also... <laughs> Um, I was reading someone posted uh, some articles about a lot of changes happening behind the scenes with the Finnish Federation. A lot of the event yeah. people have uh, been switched around or have gone. Um, so I assume I next they're struggling year, financially as well. Yeah, like, yeah there's, there was, there's some financial troubles. There was another post about fin uh, Finlandia Trophy not they're spending more than they're earning with Finlandia Trophy, which I thought was, you know, as a Challenger Series staple, quite interesting. Um, because I always think of, like, it being a good event. Um, yeah. But I and guess, like, like the a staple of the Challenger Series. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see, we obviously assume Russia will be banned again next year, if who's going to submit a bid to replace Rosellacom, because... It might not be Finland. Sheffield, come on! <laughs> I did see, I, this is completely unrelated to the, the Grand Prix, so maybe I should be talking about it, but I did see an article earlier from UK Sport about, um, I think it was it was six or eight different places that had received like excellent status, and Sheffield City Council was one of them. So I don't know if that's going to help. 
but it might. <laughs> um, I did wonder about that when I saw this stuff about um, posting about Germany wanting to host or Berlin wanting to host the Olympics and thinking about um, the state of German sport and then thinking about them wanting to host the Olympics seemed slightly questionable, but I do wonder about the Finlandia. I mean, so we'll have to get somebody in uh, who knows more about the Finnish Federation to explain this to us, but because um, I thought that challengers did get ISU funding and I think that the um, would be a much bigger um, lift in terms of cost to the Federation and yes, hopefully it brings in more money, but yeah, I guess with the Grand Prix, they have to cover everyone's costs, and with Finlandia, they cover most of it themselves. So that, but the fact that Finlandia is still struggling as well, it's not yeah the best news. That was very interesting uh, about Ice Challenge as well. I'm still not clear on why Ice Challenge went away this year. It was a very strange post when they made it to say it was cancelled. I don't know if that was to do... I had a theory that it was to do with the fact that they were maybe asking all of them to do, like, paid streams, because it seemed... The tone of it was very odd. Um, but, like, maybe, maybe they weren't a fan of the fact that they were being put behind a paywall or something, or encouraged to do that. Um, yeah, I, that was just my speculation. There was no real intel on that. <laughs> I mean, they also mentioned um, in their, like this event is cancelled post they talked about youtube viewers and like yeah. their streams so i i did think that's maybe what they were hinting at with that yeah we have a lot strange. of questions about the challenger series yeah 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 i'm i am i can promote this thank you for that segue um i <laughs> am working on an article um which i'm like pausing until the end of the Challenger series to get like the full sort of view on everything. Um, I will retweet the link on the Anything Geo's account again after this maybe. Um, it's about, it's just a quick little survey form to fill in just about like, if you've seen the streams, would you pay for a stream, that sort of stuff. And a box at the end where you can put all your other comments. We've got so many responses so far. So thank you if you filled that in. Um, very grateful and I will try my best to put something cohesive together and get some answers. Um, I'm looking forward to reading it. <laughs> oh gosh, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's um, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna, it'll be a team effort though because we'll see how it I just going. remembered oh. when you were saying that that I said I would go through the data and try and make, to try and come up with stuff for you for that and I was like, oh yeah, I said I was gonna do that. <laughs> oh, there's, there's still time. Um, so I want to, as we get into Cup of China now, Russell commented, a great Cup of China event, well done to the Chinese Federation after some years, it was very enjoyable. There was chaos in places, as Anna mentioned at the start, but I, I do think overall it was a good event. We got a non-geoblock stream again, so thank yes. you for that, I missed you. And I think... My computer just permanently lives in the Netherlands now. Um, I got geoblocked from watching my local news channel, and then I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, right, I forgot that I was still on Netherlands VPN. That seems to just, it's where, I, it's where my computer lives now, all the time. I, it's I funny when you leave it on, and like an advert comes, a not, like a completely like Dutch advert comes on, you're like, wait, what? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm in the Netherlands. <laughs> but it's also funny when it's just like a, a word 
almost a word for word translated advert of something you've seen and it's in a different language you know like what's what's happening <laughs> it's very funny um so yeah i guess we'll start with the pairs event yeah so pairs we had um the champions diana salado dudek and maxime deschamps Silver was Rebecca Gillardi and Filippo Ambrosini, and bronze was Cheng Peng and Lei Wang. We're, we're hoping I've got that name right, but please tell me if I didn't. Um, and yeah, I think this was a really nice um, pair event in a lot of ways. It was great to see the three Chinese teams. They're all kind of different levels of development, but um, lots of fun. And I also um, really enjoyed the back-to-back -back vampire uh, programs between the Canadians and the Italians. Um, I do enjoy both programs. I especially enjoy that um, Max has listened to um, my feedback from the Autumn Classic, finally, and the uh, bloody shirt has gotten bloodier. There's now some red on the inside of the um, opening so that when it opens all the way, it's actually obvious that there has been a costume change, which it was too subtle before. And as we've discussed, there needs to be nothing subtle about this. <laughs> um, I also enjoy the co uh, Rebecca's costume with the sort of crystal blood drops going down the back over the illusion mesh, all top notch. If you're going to do a vampire program, I expect it to be, uh, <laughs> you know, full on drama and campiness. And uh, they're both, well, really all but all four of them are, are leaning into it. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I remember when I first saw Deanna and Max's program at Autumn Classic, I didn't realize there'd been a costume change. I like I don't know how I didn't realize that because when you when you see the picture of them like in the mix zone you're like oh it's obvious obviously they've had a costume change you can see it but like it's just when you're looking at it from a distance you don't notice it as much but it's very very clear now. <laughs> I I even like made a note that I noticed it this time I paid extra attention and I worked out it's because like the angle is like so it's in the move when Diana's sort of. Uh, I don't know how to describe, like koala hugging, if yeah. that description <laughs> helps at all. Um, yeah. Like Halston is going to, yeah, and biting his neck, yeah, yeah, and it's only at that point, and I think the camera angle was slightly different that I was like, that's the moment, and I noticed it it's when there's a voiceover also, and I can't remember if the voiceover has always been in there. I think I maybe only noticed it this time because I was too distracted other things or maybe they've made it more obvious but the voiceover was also right at that point where he becomes a vampire and also i think our um still image for this episode needs to be the point where we're both like um making vampire <laughs> <laughs> vampire pouncing gestures um but yeah. i i have to say though i love this program and actually really like both programs for um Rebecca and Filippo and I love this the final position that they have um with in this free skate where she's like basically like climbing down his leg it's totally um 
acrobatic and fun. And um, I feel like they they're really pushing what they can do with lifts and with the spins and with all of their um, their pair elements. So um, I I love seeing it. I feel like they're one of the teams that really comes in with creativity. Uh, and I just uh, really hope that they can do something about their jumps because it's so stressful watching um, Rebecca's leg wrap. And I know she's been trying to work on it, but it's, uh, yeah, it it's really yeah, going to be hard for them. Yeah, I do think that both of the programs, I think this is the most impressive set of programs I think I've ever seen them have on a season. Like that, like there'll be seasons where I think, oh, one program is really good and then I won't necessarily love the other one. But I think both of them are quite impressive this year. Um, I was just working through um, an article that will publish soon with um, Andre Hoterek and it was inter I was looking back at what he was saying about some of the teams. Um, this was back from Skate America and then looking ahead to where it, he thought teams were going to be by the time they got to Cup of China, and in particular, thinking about Annika and Robert. And he said then, this is going to be a hard competition for them to stay on the podium, that the 180 total score that they had at Skate America was going to be tough, This because by Cup of China, there were people, where everyone was going to be going into the 190s. And so I looked at the scores and thinking, yep, you had the Canadians were over 200, Rebecca and Filippo were about 190. But the thing is, if Annika and Robert had gotten the scores and had the skate that they had, which was not perfect, but better than here, if they'd had the skate that they had at Skate America, they would have made bronze. Mm. So, I, and that's where the travel and those challenges, and they acknowledge that they're dealing with a bunch of things um, right now. And so, um hopefully you know fingers crossed that first and fourth will be enough for the grand prix final for them but um i was sorry to see you know it's always hard like i was sorry to see them struggle here i also really enjoyed um seeing um cheng peng back in competition and she is just so much fun and i love like i feel like at this point, I'm just watching her. I'm not really seeing her partner. Um, they still seem like they're a new partnership, but um, just really, really exciting. So I was also happy for them to get the bronze here. Yeah, I feel like I pay like closer attention to him because I did watch when they kind of like had their first video of their competition out in the summer and I was I, I thought they were so mismatched and he was not up to her level and I think he's worked so hard since then to to come up to her level obviously it's not quite the standard that she is because she's you know she just came up the Olympics last year and I don't think he's performed internationally in like something like seven years something like that it's a it's a it's a long time I mean it might be like six or something but I'm not sure I know he had a very brief partnership um that never got to competition in that time. And yeah, he's been, it's, and he's 35. Like he's obviously one of the older, oldest skaters in the, in the field. So the fact that he's putting that work in to, to match her and to improve uh, is very commendable. Yeah, I looked up on, um, I'm, I'm sourcing Wikipedia here, as we all know, is like <laughs> the best source. Um, Despite but... the fact that somebody is ruining Wikipedia and it's, really annoying 
Somebody's ruining all of the tables and all of the information. Changing the tables, it's very annoying. I like, I don't like change. Um, but on Wikipedia, I think it says he last competed in 2019. He obviously had like a partnership in between, but they didn't really compete. Um, but yeah, to see him sort of have to come back to the international, like a very high international level after not competing like for a long time is very impressive. I did notice, and it sort of stuck in my brain because I've not, to my very bad memory, I've not seen it before, but in the free skate after his fall and he was trying to sort of get back, he really had to like push on the ice to like work to catch back up to Cheng's yeah. pace, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if that's just like a very random thing that I clocked onto because I was actually paying attention for once. Um, but I thought it was interesting that he really had to work hard to get that speed, which he did get back up in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I... It's going to be interesting. Um... I'm sorry, I was going to say, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the back-to-back -back with travel, because obviously he's... I think he's only competed in China so far this year, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that they deal with that quick turnaround. Yeah, it's gonna, it will be interesting. I'm... Um... I think they're the only pair team that's um, making this back to back. Um, but yeah, it, it will be. And I'm excited. You know, I, I really hope that we see more from all three of these teams. I felt like they um, they're all, um, you know, certainly worthy of space on the Grand Prix and looking at how they stack up against some of the other younger teams in development. And so, you know, I'm, I was glad to see them and I, I really hope we'll keep seeing more of the Chinese pairs as, as we go. Um, and I did want to give um, a little bit of a shout out to um, the Mokovs. Um, and uh, I just, Feel like they're so interesting i don't know anything really about them and their training i know they're coached by their parents and they don't they train in a rink that does not have as much you know high level pairs but they really um present such um different programs different styles they're um you know the structure of their programs i actually really love that their short program they start with their um step sequence and that it's an actually a really fascinating and like musical step sequence. And you, it's so rare that we actually get interesting step sequences in pairs. And so I really enjoy them. Um, they, at least to my memory, they seem a little rougher on some of the elements than they did at last year on the Grand Prix. Yeah. And I don't know if there's, you know, if there's an injury or something going on there, but I enjoy them and I kind of I kind of hope they'll be able to get themselves together a bit more competitively because I think they provide a a style and just sort of a, a fun, um, I don't know, an approach that's different than the other teams. And it's nice to see that variety. I, I have a request if any skaters are listening on the very, very, very off chance they are. Please consider mm -hmm. going to the uh, to their parents for choreography because I love the, that both of the um, choreographies that they had, um, specifically thinking last year, but um, yeah, yeah, please, please, I want to see more of the choreography. Yeah, um, I do think Maria maybe has had a bit of a growth spurt. I think that might yeah. be something that's yeah. that's hurt them a little bit. 
because she's also quite young so i think that's kind of thrown mm-hmm. thrown off the elements a little bit but yeah don't know if there's been an injury as well yeah um yeah. i want to shout out and once again apologies for pronunciation siyang zhang and yong chao yang um they didn't have a great free skate um i think they had an aborted lift at one point but i think it's very interesting to see that their pcs and their other elements were actually like pretty good um and there is like promise as as anna mentioned it it just sort of takes time to build especially on such a big stage i remember they had a really good shanghai trophy and and definitely surpassed expectations there so you you've seen that they can do it it just didn't all go right here but it didn't go right all right for anyone here <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't really not um you know technically the the best but i mean we are now getting to see that um so far anyway um Diana and Max are the only team that has won both um and we'll have to see how um the Italians measure up next week against um against the Germans um but it's going to be an interesting uh it's i think you know as we said they're, they're really making the case for themselves as the um undeniably the top team that's competing at least on the grand prix so yeah i also had a note that um uh bakarian grusey's scores uh season's best score for them is in the 191 mark um mm-hmm. and rebecca and philippa got 191 exactly um so there's three <laughs> european spots and two for worlds yeah. so i think it's going to be a very fun little battle between yeah. them yeah it is it is and that's uh i i don't i this always happens i why do i do this to myself i always decide to like emotionally imprint on the teams that have questionable jumps um and theaters just in general i think i i i swear i'm not doing this intentionally but even though i do very much enjoy um lucrezia and mateo and i hope that they you know they do well and they keep improving i just am like i don't want rebecca and filippo to be uh eclipsed aside, yeah. too much so anyway yeah i always thought you were going to go into um Anna Valesi and uh, Manuel Piazza when you were talking about Italians and questionable jumps. <laughs> but, well, also, I know, I know. Also back-to-back as well. But, yeah. yeah, and the thing about I love that, the short program so much as well. See, I don't worry about them because I think they're young and I've seen them improve so much since last year. And, like, yes, they've got to get their jumps. Like, but I, I am... I have more confidence that they're like they're on a trajectory where they will be able to get them whereas like I don't want to say that Rebecca's not going to get her jumps but it's just <laughs> she's really starting from a position of um a technique that's going to make it really hard for her so it's it's just they're kind of operating with some points left on the table that they then have to try to make up in other places um yeah. and that's a tough position to be in 
Yeah, it's too too. Not that that old either. I'm not saying that, but just they've been around longer as a team, so yeah, you might think that they'd have made more progress on those pieces up to this point. Yeah, Um, I think I'm going to go through some comments. A lot of um, sadness, but also love for Annika and Robert, obviously. Um, I really hope they make the final. I know, like, it's favoritism, but I, I love them and I want them all the good things for them. Yeah, I think um, someone a little bit further down, Melissa, also very sad for Annika and Robert. Someone further down mentioned, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Oh my gosh, I should have remembered. Ah. You should start the comment from now Here we on. go. I should. Um, okay, wait. Let's start here. Hase and Bolodin uh, also have back-to-back Grand Prix, so that's yeah. Finland and Japan with, with big travel as well. So yeah, that's going to be interesting for them. Um, so uh, Kesnia, I apologize if I pronounce your name wrong. Please tell me how to say it correctly. Um, says they may overcome Annika and Robert they have two Grand Prix assignments and also not yet been on the Grand Prix so we're sort of judging based on challenger appearances which were a little while ago now yeah I asked Annika and Robert like how they feel about basically the fact that they went from having one strong you know, German team that they were competing against with FMO and Blumart to now having another strong German team that they're competing against. Um, and they really said that, you know, I mean, this is what everyone would say, of course, you know, they're just trying to think about themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think that it was interesting to see kind of that as makes sense with their personalities that Robert is very focused on just, this is what we can do if people are better than us, they're better than us. We just want to get better. Like, it doesn't matter where they're from. And like Annika is much more, I think, aware of all of those things and here and like trying to set that aside. And so I just, I think that's an interesting um, dynamic for them as a team and seeing, yeah, seeing where they go, but they've got, you know, they've got the spots. It's not that they're going to be struggling in the same way that, um they might if it was just you know this is just the one spot or something so hopefully we can have lots of great german pairs yay (laughs) um amy also mentioning um what i mentioned earlier that robert mentioned it was a tough week especially off ice the tone of it was like there was a little something going on so of course we are sending our best wishes to them as well yeah um Um, while we're talking about them my favorite random thing that I happened to notice this week while looking at um, one of the coaches from Ice Lab, Daniel Asiano's Instagram, was that he has apparently adopted the giant uh, unicorn plushie that Annika got tossed at Skate America. It was a very, a very cute that. picture of it sitting at his desk with all the paperwork. Um, and it's apparently the uh, unicorn's name is Robertica. <laughs> That's so cute. I love so, it. It's great. The question of what your skaters do with the plushies that are like as large as they are. In this case, at least that one did make it from Texas back to Bergamo. Yeah, I'm always worried they're not going to be able to take them home. I'm always worried they're not going to allow them on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I wonder how it is um, transporting. I know uh, Jason Brown donates all of his to local um, Runnels yeah. houses. Yeah. 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 Um, 
which I also think is very, very cute. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've definitely seen some pictures of skaters like asleep on the plane, like hugging them. So, you know, just use it as a giant pillow. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, like, I was just thinking of like Kurokova because her her bear was like huge. She was hiding behind it in, in the kiss and cry. It's like it's, it's probably going to be bigger than her on the plane. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out this comment from Sharon. Uh, she says, "I love watching and listening to the three of you. Thank you so much, Sharon. That means a lot." It does. I know that when uh, we saw that comment, we both smiled. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> it's nice to hear. I was very worried um that we'd be talking to like five people because we don't have um special guests but it's nice to hear everyone wants to come and unwind about um skating together so that's what we're hoping that these little chats are for um i think we can move on from pairs yeah i think so yeah, I, I completely forgot this, but I'm announcing this one. Yes, I am. Uh, in gold, we have uh, Piper Gillies and Paul Poirier. In silver, we have Marjorie Lottery and Zachary Lager. And in bronze, we have Caroline Green and Michael Parsons. What an event. Oh, I just... I, also, I'm just I'm still obsessed with the fact that both um, Marjorie and Zach and Caroline and Michael have exactly the same color combinations on their, on their, on their outfits this season. Um, I don't know how you managed to end up with that. Uh, when you're not even like in the same country. <laughs> well, also, the fact that they've competed at two of the they're like they had the same two um, Grand Prix. Yeah. So I feel like I've been noticing this, and then seeing them skate their free skates back to back. There, I noticed this time that I could appreciate the nuances of them each and how they're. They think they both skated well, and they both. So they, I could sort of feel like I could appreciate what they're each doing. The first time I saw the two back to back, especially with the matching costumes, I just was like, wait, how are you two doing the same? Like, you're doing the same concept. You've got the same costumes. You're like in the same, going for the same oh podium spots. Like, no. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't seem to be hindering anyone too much. <laughs> and I'll, I'll put this back up for the comment. Laura said the podium color scheme, though. I loved it. It was amazing. That's great. Yes. Yeah, very aesthetic. <laughs> um, so yeah, Piper and Paul just clutch the win. Uh, just very close. Just I'll I'll be honest. I didn't expect it to be this close. Yeah, I also think there were some uh, questionable GOEs because I I did miss some. Of, I missed the free dance because I was asleep because it started at like six thirty a.m. in the morning. Uh, so I was just going back and watching it. Uh, they've got a very high GOE on that early lift that Paul's yeah. leg was shaking on. I was like, uh, excuse you, um, that's not necessarily very fair. Um, <laughs> I thought they got better as the program went on, though. I thought there was a couple of dodgy moments at the beginning, but they got more solid as the program went on. But I think maybe it should have been a little bit closer than it ended up being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're the, and that was the thing that the the lifts like. The last three lift, like or like all of that was great. And so it yeah. just seemed like, you know, I'm not I'm sure that that's a lift that they can do just fine. Probably just got slightly off and it was just, you know, not. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, but I I would agree on the GOE there. And also to see that um yes, Piper did get through the twizzles in the Skate, but lost some levels there as well. Yeah. It's, it seems like that 
was a little shaky. It's a, it's a thing to work on because yeah. both programs, it was a struggle. Yeah. I do think that the judges um, realized everyone had put Piper and Paul to win fantasy and so gave us like a little <laughs> a little treat. So thank you, judges, for that. Um, I think this is the only thing recently. I'm doing okay in. It's funny how that's happening recently because I had it with like, I have to put like at least two people in the first group, if, if not three. But sometimes like you think, oh, well, this is a clear winner. And like we had that with like Leah and Trent and um, Conti Machi like last week. I was like, these these are the two I've got on the top. And I was like, everyone's going to pick Conti Machi. And then uh, mm, that didn't work. <laughs> and then this week I've got Marjorie and Zach and Piper and Paul in the first group. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Marjorie and Zach obviously winning, <clears throat> excuse me, the rhythm dance. They weren't happy with it after Skate America. They said like, and and you can really tell like how focused they are about it um that they wanted to make changes and they very clearly did they were very shocked with the scores which i think was also very <laughs> adorable to see um oh, they got a the plus twizzles. five on the twizzle which was very i was gonna exciting. say the twizzles were perfect Absolutely so, good. so rare these days to have a perfect twizzle it was just amazing <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they were great, and I um, I'm still a little iffy on the um, rhythm dance for Michael and Caroline, but I did really appreciate. Um, I guess their free dance is really growing on me. I felt like I was, I watched it and was sometimes my mind starts to wander during more classical ice dance programs. I'm sorry. It's like, especially when I've been watching like six hours of skating on Sunday, cause I was trying to catch up to everything all at once. Um, and um, so what, I, what I'm trying to say is the compliment <laughs> within my, um, the insult of my mental capacity is that I was really just each element that they were doing was interesting and crisp. And I just felt like each thing was leading so like, cleanly into the next thing that I just felt like I was with them on that whole journey, which is if you're going to skate to that kind of music and do that kind of program, we really need to, it needs to be that it can't be at all mushy or you're really going to lose people. And I just, I felt like that it had improved a lot since um, the last time that I'd seen them. And speaking of their costumes, I, and I asked, Caroline about it. She said that it was her dress, especially it was a picture of a sunset that she had sent off to be like, this is what I want on this dress. And so that the, the color gradations are um, like not just generically a sunset, they are a specific sunset. <laughs> I really like the music choice for the record. I like they, they often choose pieces and, and things that no one else has done before. So I, I really enjoy that somebody they're a team that doesn't really go for the kind of warhorse thing. Um, but also like in regards to their rhythm dance, I did see a lot of um, more nuance in it this time because obviously it was very new last time they didn't. I thought it was very much kind of element to element. There wasn't much like in between in terms of like added parts, but I think they've they've made improvements there. I want to um, second what Anna was saying about attention span with classical music. It's why I love um, when uh skaters branch out a bit um and i think one of the things about ice dance is they have a required or they have a rule that you have to change the tempo of the music at, at one point and i love that because when it's like 
four minutes of the entire like same tone it can get very boring and like again i have a short attention span um it also makes catching up on skates harder because i'm like this is boring i want to skip it this isn't directed at anyone specifically it's just generically how my brain works like i want to get to a more exciting or entertaining element or part of the skate um so that's why i normally try and watch stuff live unless time zones obviously don't <laughs> i had that there were a few there were a few people that i'm like mm, i already know i don't like this program i already know how they did like over the course of the event that i was skipping whereas like and and it, and I am just very shallow. I'm just like, oh, I don't like this music. I'm skipping this program sometimes. Um, but uh, the yeah, so I, I agree about the 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 value of watching things live. Um, I want to give a congratulations shout out to um, Lucia and Theo, the French team. They're some of my favorites, and um, they you know, did not do as well with, they had a time violation on the rhythm dance, um, which I actually love their rhythm dance. I think they're doing such a good job with it, but um, yeah. they then were able to climb um, a quite couple of places up for um, the free dance. And um, the, I am not as much a fan of this Benoit free dance as I was of the one that they had last year. I thought that one was a little bit more interesting and this starts to feel a little bit more uh, generic Benoit shapes that they're making. Um, that said, I think the first part of it um, to the Claire de Lune, speaking of music that can be boring if you're <laughs> doing it well, um, I really enjoyed. And I, they have a couple of, um, it's one of one of their lifts, and I can't remember which one that I was just really, really impressed by. And I know they're a team yeah. that has, doesn't always like, I remember them saying to me, like the, they often feel like lifts are not the thing that is like, that comes the most naturally to them compared to some teams. They're a little more similar in height than some teams, but um, I thought they had some really nice pieces in that program. Yeah, I always think they, they have very good lifts, so I, I, they shouldn't see it as like, not necessarily a weakness, but something that doesn't make them stand out, because I think they always have very interesting shapes and choices that they make with their lifts. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's part of it, that if like, if they just try to do some other team's lift and they're like, oh, that doesn't maybe work so well for us, <laughs> something that works well for them. And so, exactly, you know, yeah. that's not a bad thing then. Um, but yeah, um, I really enjoyed them. So I was glad to see them do well here. Um, I sort of, they, they popped onto my radar and like, and I have looked this up to get it right. The 1920 season, um, they had a free dance to Carmen, but, but, it was it's not normal um, Carmen. It's like a remix Carmen, but a good remix. Or a remix I enjoyed. Because um, I think I it's this. I think it's the one that um, was used in the TV show Dance Academy, and I just watched the show, and that's why I was like, I know this. Um, <laughs> so I really enjoyed it, and and it's sort of like quirky, but also um, franchise dance, if I can yeah. say that in, I... a, in a nice way. <laughs> I love that Villard like will pick something that is a warhorse, but always give it like a fresh take. It's they never do something that's very normal. They always try to go outside of the box a bit, and I love that about Villard programs. I mostly love the programs, and then every once in a while they do one that I will like absolutely hate. 
but I'm, <laughs> but I never, but I always have an opinion about it. And so I'm like, exactly. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's always memorable, even if it's not to your taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I want to say the rhythm. Okay. Now bear with me here. Cause this might be wrong. Their rhythm dance felt new. Like I watched their masters one and I felt like the music was different or it was the same song, but it, it like the, um, I don't remember what they look like at masters. I don't remember what the song is called, but the one from, can I say fresh Prince, the one that Lucas did is the second part of his exhibition <laughs> to that part. I felt like started in the beginning and Might that, but well, that could does. be they have that part then they go into something else and then they go back to it it's one of that's the structure so so maybe i tuned in midstream or maybe because i felt like <laughs> it was something like it didn't go back at one point i don't know i need to rewatch, find a stream and rewatch it because it felt different to me yeah it was interesting watching them and pain by both do programs that were more um trying to be a, like on the 80s hip-hop side of things um and um which i appreciate the team's trying different things but i thought i liked um i liked Lucy and theo's version of those two that i was watching back to back better um i also really enjoyed seeing um Emily Brady and Ian Somerville here. I haven't seen as much of them recently. And um, I like their free dance uh, a lot. I thought the Nimikitapa was um, really well done for both of them. And I could, because I'm so familiar with both Carolina Costner's version and Stefan Lambiel's version, and they had each said that they were like, had learned and watched and really appreciated those. I felt like I could see little hints of that in some of the choreography like little easter eggs so i was um i was enjoying that as well as um i thought their acting skills were really um are developing nicely in that i think ian Somerville is one of the most naturally kind of obviously he puts a lot of work in but naturally talented skaters in the ice dance field he's just so good not that emily isn't but he just he's always just had that command of the blade that so many people just wish they could naturally do as well as that. Yeah, and I mean, you both follow Ice Dance more closely than I do, but it seems like this was a pretty good result for them in terms of staying up close to the other American teams and being not, um, you know, I feel like they're not quite in that same conversation as some of the others. And so trying to not get left behind this same place. Yeah, it's interesting in Americanized dance because a lot of times recently when a new team was formed, US figure skating will push that team really hard and then they might have like a little drop off the year after. So I feel like they got a big push when they first came out. Then they had kind of a slow start to the following season. I think Emily had a uh, concussion that mm. um, derailed their season a little bit. And then kind of US figure skating is now kind of like all about Amelia and Vadim. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of getting that new team push. Um, so it's it's interesting to see how things like shake out with more time. But everyone's kind of battling each other in the middle of that field. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. That that actually made me look up um some of the season's best scores for the American dance teams. Um and Ava and Logan peak to um autumn, autumn classic. classic they've never 
it, scored. It, it, was it was way so... higher than anything they'd got before. Yeah. Um, the classic sounds... scoring was weird uh, to begin with, I will say. Like, there were a bunch of very... Like the Nikolai um, result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's very strange. It's like some of the panel had never seen some of those scales before. <laughs> yeah. So going off um, season's best, you have Ava and Logan at one ninety one, Christina and Anthony at one ninety one, Caroline and Michael at one eighty nine, which was their cup of China score, which mm. I still think That's might be a little to bit too third. low. Yeah, because these other two were challengers and it, it feels weird to peek at challenger and sort of come down where other than yeah like do that build up um but caroline and michael still feel a little bit underscored to me personally um yeah under engage 187 amelia and badim 187 as well and then emily and was ian one the challenger or was that grand prix uh that was from the challenger that? that was the one with um, Diane and Gleb at it. And then Emily and uh, Ian's one seventy nine. So yeah, it's I think, all very close. yeah, it, it yeah. really it like the national teams will really come down to the skates at nationals, which I think also think is kind of fun because you you don't know what to expect. And Hawaii and Baker, if they are fit, is going to be an entirely wild card score because you you haven't seen them yet. Do you think there's any um, truth to the rumors about the British citizenship and that's why they're not competing right now? No, it's it would be impossible for Caitlin to get British citizenship if she's not living here and she's not related to someone. It it it's not it's not happening. I think there's multiple there's the USFS would never release them. Oh yeah, one. true that as well. Um, because <laughs> I think you you have to pay back everything that. And that the federation awful. have basically put into you. Yeah, um, no, that's, not happening. that's not happening. I th I think he was just getting a passport update for his British passport. Probably, if I'm yeah. honest, because uh, they <laughs> British passport holders have had to change passports. I think it was a very funny theory. It would be. It would listen. I love chaos. <laughs> it's like how we knew as soon as um, Olivia and Tim paired up. It, they weren't representing Britain. We we knew that. Yeah. Like people were like, "Oh, there's three country possibilities." No, there isn't. <laughs> it would be fun he's not living here, and he's not married to someone here. He's not getting British citizenship. <laughs> As an outsider, it would be fun to to watch. But yeah, I think it was it was just a passport renewal. I actually thought you were going to ask about um, Gabby and Guillaume. Oh, oh yeah, that, that was that rumor too. That rumor yes. going around. Um, I'm, which... I'm not convinced yet. I have to see. No hints of training but they don't really post training in the first place so i would i would have to have more substantial evidence to think that they're coming back than there is right now <laughs> yes i have to talk talk to the or talk to our sources now um but I think... <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah. one day it's it's fun to it's fun to, to think about though um and what kind of um speaking of chaos that um might ensue but yes fun yeah um i think it's time to run through some comments now um dan you're saying a big breakthrough for la joanne lagar oh yeah i was gonna mention something about that um i don't think they've had to skate last at a big competition like this since they won junior worlds 
I imagine yes. that would be the last time they had to had to skate last like that, and they handled it very well. But yeah, I was that was what came to my mind of last time they were last skating in a big group like that. Yeah, because shortly after it got changed to um, reverse orders, didn't it? Since COVID, mm. I so, don't yeah, think they, that... they've done it since. Not uh, maybe like a challenger, obviously. But challenger. I'd it's, say it's like a, a grand prix, big, a big competition, yeah. like a grand prix. Yeah. Um, Jonathan said, Lala are not messing around this season. Great to see. I didn't like the rhythm dancing that challenges, but they've totally sorted it. They have. They've very, um, they've worked on it very hard. Excuse me. Um, I know we looked up when they did the challenger. I think it was the first time in years and years and years that Zachary had made a mistake in a twizzle. Like, I, it, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen with him. <laughs> and it was, it was funny because Marjorie made the mistake the day before, Zach did the day after, and then he posted the Spider-Man meme on his Instagram, and I thought that was very funny. Equality. Um, uh, comment from Amy saying, loads of really awesome free dancers in this event. I've always been quite neutral on Yiddis and Poirier before, but I really like this free dance. Really cool choice of music. Uh, no comment on some GOEs though. Uh, agree. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was talking about this before we went live, that it seemed like a lot of the people who are doing Photoscape Canada and Cup China really kind of struggled. And that's not kind of the struggle you'd, you'd expect. The people who came from immediately from France would have been the ones who were struggling, but it felt like, I don't know if it's the time change, because it's obviously so drastic. Um, but yeah, it felt like Deanna and Max struggled a bit. Piper and Paul struggled a bit. <laughs> it, it, it was been more difficult for people to... Um... I was thinking especially for people who went to Vancouver back to the East Coast and then went wet like that mm. um, back and forth, I think makes can make it harder. Also, I wonder about um, the ability for people to um, find, you know, if they wanted to come early to find places to train in China, like just I I don't know. I mean, I know some some teams are managing. I saw that um, Lucy and Theo said they were staying in China for a little while because they're going to then skate in Japan. Um, yeah, but... and um, Rebecca and Philippa were going to Japan to train before. Right. And, well, and in some ways, it makes like, I'm, you know, I, I'm just thinking about where there are, you know, where there are teams that have connections and where things are easier. And just because there haven't been as many competitions or as much exchange going on with China recently, that that might have felt a little more difficult. Mm. You know, visas are a little more difficult for China than they are for a lot of places. So just, I'm pure speculation, but if that was something that made yeah. it a little bit harder for people. Um, question for you and also for anyone in the chat who knows this, is the movie that the Wuthering Heights from worth watching? I have not watched it. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you. I, I, I feel think like I tried I to start reading Wuthering Heights when I was like, in college and I never did it I was like I need to read that book I never did <laughs> I know and I typically like I I like I like Jane Austen I liked I like Emily Brunt like I like Jane Eyre like I'm I'm and I like watching like historical you know period drama type things so I feel like I I want to watch it and have another like set of storyline to go with their program but um but yeah if anyone if anyone knows if it's terrible or whether I should, yeah, try to find it. I think it's from the '90s, so it may be a little challenging. But I'm curious. While while people uh, 
Like we all said something about how he's going to train with Carolina and Yuma. I think that's cool. interesting. Oh yeah, and um, Emily and Ian are also training with Kathy Reed. I think. Oh yes, I saw in that. between. Yeah, well, and that makes it makes total sense that they that um, in general it makes total sense that people would be able to go train with Kinoshita because they have ice for dance in pairs, which there isn't much else in Japan. Um, so that's that makes sense that that connection would be um, they'd be using. Um, yeah. I think it would be a nice like uh, experience for the dancers that don't have a lot of other dancers around as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, before we move on, a couple of other people. I'm, I always like hate missing people, so I'm going to try and skim through this. Russell said uh, they also love Green and Parsons Free Dance. Very original, grin on them. Um, 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 um. Oh my gosh. I scrolled down. I've skipped so many. I'm sorry. Um, okay, we'll come back. Uh, Mr. Galt says, apparently the movie is a pretty bad adaptation. The book is great. There's like me who just like stories about awful people. <laughs> we, we, we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, it was only ever on my reading list because I knew it was like a tumultuous like story. It's like, I never, I never got around to reading it. <laughs> so, so that's the thing I have to okay like see i feel like that's the thing i need to go into it with with the idea that i'm that they're i'm gonna find them both probably quite annoying but i need to get into the drama <laughs> of it which is not my usual viewing experience i like to watch things where i have somebody to root for but i um i think i i'm, I'm gonna give the, i'm gonna give this a try i feel like i i want to be fully i want to be taken on the journey that piper and paul are laying out for us so um and on that note, we will head to the women. Uh, gold, we have Hannah Yoshida. In silver, we have Rika Watanabe. And in bronze, we have Luna Hendricks. I'll, I'll say what we're all thinking. Uh, a, a surprise drop for Luna. <laughs> though she has said that she was ill. Yes. Um, I, I think considering the illness, she's done a very good job. Like, obviously, it wasn't what she would have wanted yeah. to put out, but... Obviously, it wasn't easy for her. Still very close. Yeah. And the yeah. thing about where Luna is right now is that she, I think she, she's just reliably so strong that she can have a bad, like, if she can have a bad competition, it's not the end of the world. Like, and I yeah. think compared to um, the pressure that she was under last year to kind of prove herself, like, I hope yeah. that she can see this as just like, oh, that was tough. Yeah. Got through it. I think so she's got like it just seems like she has a, a better mindset yeah. this year. It just seems yeah. like she's taking what's happening, you know, just like, okay, that's happened. We'll move on to the next thing. It felt like she she'd put so much pressure on herself last season. And I get that as well because I remember before the Olympics she was saying that like um she was thinking about retirement and in, in sort of leading up to twenty twenty two and then COVID happened and um, obviously she had a, a bunch of injuries, injuries around that time. And I I saw, I think her, story, her Instagram story about it. And she was like, she never thought she'd get to this and listed um, the medal she's achieved and all of her achievements. And it's like, thinking four years ago, she really didn't think she'd be in this place. And that I yeah. think is a cool story to take away. 
something I always remember about Luna is when when she was out for that, I think it was a year and a half with injury, I remember her doing an Instagram story of how inflamed her ankle or foot was. It it was so so swollen like and I was I was like how the hell can you even walk and she probably couldn't but it was just like the fact that she was able to come back from from such bad injuries I always think is it always makes me root for her yeah definitely and um I was very happy here for um Hannah and Rinka and I mean I feel like a Especially, it was so nice to see Hannah skating at something close to her potential. She's been having just such a up and down kind of competitions the last few. And um, yeah, I just, it's, she's very talented. And I think I had in the past kind of this impression of her as a, you know, as a skater who still seemed very junior and sort of rough around the edges and sometimes charming and like the sort of rough yeah. around the edges but watching this free skate in particular, I was just so impressed by the amount of nuance that's gone into the choreography and how she's really, um, it seems like, able to skate that and not have it yeah. be the transitions between the jumps, but really kind of live through the whole program. Um, and so that was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed both of her programs for different reasons, but I feel like I hadn't, yeah. when I saw her free skate live, it didn't like, I was like, okay, but seeing it here, I mean, and sometimes maybe it's just, you're having a good skate and that's what mm -hmm. kind of light and life into everything. But um, I really enjoyed both her and Rinka and it was fun just to see in such a rough competition in some ways, it was fun to see these skaters like actually be able to have um, yeah. those moments. I would suggest Hannah take the trip axle out of the short program. Don't. Think it's putting her at too much of a disadvantage obviously it worked out here but on another day it may not have done um but yeah i do think um yeah it's just it's just bringing it it's bringing her down and making her have to climb a battle that she doesn't necessarily have to do if she just did a clean program with a 2a for the short and then try especially with the all right it wasn't perfect obviously but she stood up on it so I would keep it to the free for now until maybe it gets more stable and then you can try and put it back in the short but it's it's a criticism I have of like several skaters if they're not consistent yeah. with the jump yeah yeah um yeah especially with the program that requires so much sort of high energy um approach and yeah so anyway I happy for happy for her and um also uh i loved rinka's post with all of her isopods um that she'd collected um maybe like six or seven of them so um good job fans in china um and then the other skater that i definitely wanted to mention here um was um well, there are lots of people. We can talk about lots of other people um, here, but I did just want to mention Hung Yi Chen because it's been a long time since we've seen her, and she had, you know, a, just a great short program, especially. Um, and I really enjoyed her, so I was glad to see her back. Yeah, so happy to see her have a good comeback like that. I know she had, um, I can't remember what, if, it, if it was, was it Shanghai she was at? It might have been Shanghai she was at. Um, 
which didn't go very well like but for like that was kind of like a good like warm-up kind of comeback for her and this was like yeah. showing everyone i can do it i i can compete with everyone else here and that was great to see sorry for nina i mean she still got fourth like it's not it yeah it's it she bad so it's so sad it was really hoping to, to you know, know to get up to that um I was sorry to see that. Yeah, she looks so like excited. Was and I was like, you still did good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A third and a fourth is really not nothing to sneeze exactly. at. Yeah. Especially given the ups and downs of this Grand Prix where we haven't had yeah. a repeat winner yet on the women. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting to think. <laughs> I mean, we have you to. Think <laughs> Yeah. I was, was going to say, you think, have to assume that Carrie's going to do it. But but last year, she had, she had a down week, so yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just in general, I mean, dance is more predictable, obviously, but every every other event has been really, it's really interesting, We, you know, in terms of seeing um, we're not going to have, you know, three gold three skaters with two gold, you know, two yeah. golds each, like showing up at the Grand Prix final. It's definitely been a, a lot more mixed and it's going to be really interesting to see who eventually is able to make it here. We've had a lot of different skaters um, on the podium so far. A lot of withdrawals and a lot of, yeah, very much up in the air. Oops. Definitely. Um, I'm going to run through some comments that might spark some more thoughts um amy says happy for hannah though i like that her programs are quite unique even if they're not for everyone it's nice to have someone try a lot of different things that's what i love and respect most about skaters is when they just like try something completely different i always really enjoy that mm -hmm. i know there's a lot of talk about rinka's costume I do think this is an upgrade on the one she had previously. Yes. I know this still isn't to the taste of some people, but she looks a lot more comfortable in it than she did in the last one. Um, and, you know, if it works for her, it works for her. I've got no problem with random yeah. Zebra costumes. I, I mean, I couldn't. I have to, I have to stand up for <laughs> it. <so. laughs> um, Laura says, I think Luna's free dance should just be Break My Soul. Vogue mixed into it is a bit too much. I remember listening to um, the Run Through podcast with Ashley Adam, uh, Ashley Wagner Adam upon. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. But I remember Ashley saying, um, "Do you know what I have never thought about before? A two-part uh, Vogue program because who doesn't want that?" And that's just <laughs> like whenever I, I I see Luna, that quote is in my head for some reason. Um, I think. It is, it is obviously a choice um, that she's doing it. I would prefer just one because it, it feels a little bit jarring to me personally. Um, I don't know what anyone else thinks. I, I'm fine with the program. It's it's the opening with like the ooh-la-las that I don't like. It, I just, it, it just kind of is a bit off-putting for me with those like, kind of like ooh-la-las that kind of like build up the start of the program. I know it might feel a bit empty without them, but I was in kind of it felt empty. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's also for me that I'm not so I'm not a huge fan of either program to be honest, but I think it's I like the short better than the free. 
but the thing that makes these programs work is that like just level of confidence and just like and if anything is not at that level and if not having a good skate then it starts to really feel like it it drags and is a little bit disjointed and that's just i think it's just they're challenging programs and we said this before like luna is taking something on that like she can do and not a lot of people can do but then when she's not at her best then it's also still um i think a challenging um vehicle to really bring that much life into yep um russell says hannah's uh cuckoo fun is that mm -hmm. right um yes. was uh better better costume choreographic changes shout out to caitlin weaver friend of uh, of us um for loving her choreography <laughs> refreshing and any change i was going to say podcast but i don't know if this is actually friend, podcast friend of the podcast yes. friend of the okay. podcast yeah. Um, Caitlin did say, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we almost uh, had her fill in for Asha this week, but she couldn't make it. <laughs> yes, well, we'll, ha we'll have her also so at some point this season, and it'll be fun to hear about her experience doing the, that choreography. I know she was back working with the skaters um, not that long ago um, and doing some touch-ups and stuff. So um, that may be part of why Hannah's program looks better, but um, yeah. Fun, fun programs. Um, 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 Russell says Nina has a good chance at making the Grand Prix final, though slim, but a good chance. Because if anything, if any takeaway from this competition is that the women mend very hard, yeah. it was very amusing. Think um, about it too much. Yeah. I mean, but think about like where we were a couple seasons ago where the women felt so predictable and now the women are just yeah. chaos and I, I do enjoy it. It's I great. mean, I like it when they are chaos whenever, because everyone's skating surprisingly well rather than when everyone's skating with an issue, but mm. I do chaos. Cha chaos is good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... Uh, Russell also says Luna needs to put like a prayer into the mix. That would be interesting. Yeah, I had to go back and check because I know she had she had a Madonna program um, a long time ago. I had to go and check what she used, and it was Frozen, and I love that program so much. Um, but yeah, it would be nice, like a little kind of like callback if she introduced a bit more Madonna in the mix. Yeah, um, Melissa, I love a bit of chaos. Welcome to the club. Yes. Um, I I, I want to give a quick shout out. Um, not really a shout out. I want to uh, self promo. Um, speaking of the men, menning or the women men, um, we have um, merch. Uh, the men menning merch. If you head to our red bubble, which will probably be in the description at some point or on our Twitter account, you can find um, some the men and menning merch. Um, that we released and everyone really loved. So I, I, you know, had an opportunity. Where, you know, bring it, bring it into your life around people who are, know nothing about skating and just wait and see what questions. The confusion. You get. <laughs> my favorite, it's my favorite thing about um, random in joke skating merch, of which I have a lot. Um, and uh, you just have very fun conversations trying to explain your life. Um, so enjoy that. <laughs> Um, and let's use that as a segue to <laughs> the men. The men. 
So in first place was Adam Xiaohimfa, in second place was Shoma Uno, and in third place was Mikhail Shaidorov. What a men's event. Right. <laughs> this um, was actually a great event. I mean, I was thinking, like watching the seeing the scores and thinking about it, I was like, oh, is was this a, was you know, was this a tough competition? But actually, no, it's just we had such an amazing um France that then this wasn't quite as um flawless from everybody but that whole um top group did very well um and yeah. it's really enjoyable especially in their free skates um absolutely agree so adam like i was saying about deanna and max getting the two golds here we go adam is the only man so far who has um two golds having now <laughs> narrowed yeah. having Beat in both Ilya and Shoma, who are the, uh, you know, everyone was looking at as the top two coming into this year. So, um, yeah, I don't think anyone would have predicted that. <laughs> like, Adam obviously is the European champion, and when Adam is on, he is incredible, but I don't think anyone would have thought he would come into the season and, and yeah. beat, like, Shoma and Ilya. He wasn't a breakaway. I mean, he was he was a European champion. He skated very well, but he was, you know, among a group of four or five people who you could have imagined being European yeah. champion if they'd skated well. He's now moving into like himself into a very different category here. Um, and I mean, I think as <laughs> I feel like I said all of my opinions about what I did and didn't like about Adam's programs and skating last week, so I will not repeat it and just say that um, <laughs> I do think his quad lutz is a thing of beauty and I am just every time I see it I am very pleased uh, it's just it's so satisfying um, I I had uh, I bookmarked this uh, tweet from skating scores um, he said with six consecutive wins he Adam has essentially tied the single season records in the IJS era um, with the most amount of gold which I thought was Wow. Um, yeah. And he said, he also noted um, that there have been many longer winning streaks across multiple seasons, for example, 13 from Nathan Chen. But um, never won trophy, uh, master, uh, French Masters, Shanghai Trophy, uh, Cup? Uh, it would be a trophy metropole. Thank nice. you. Um, He's got it down as cup of cup of niece, but yeah. It said cup Nick. I I I could. Yeah, that's that. yeah. That's the old name, which was cup of niece. It's Choco Metropole. Grand Prix France and Grand Prix China. I think that's pretty um, amazing. And Adam hasn't always been consistent, so it's nice to see that develop and, and sort of watch that grow as well over the years. Yeah, because I remember Actually, last year on Grand Prix, that? he had a really good like. That's French event, and then his second event just he just crumbled, and it was such a shame to see because you knew he had all of that potential, but he just didn't didn't have the consistency then. My and my sorry, I was just going to say my problem um, with this score came from the judges, not from the skater, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When we blame scores, we blame the judges. It's never the skater, um, but I think his ninety one with uh, no combination no in combo. the short program was a choice. And <laughs> I will leave that as that. Yeah, it, yeah. I did think also that getting the higher score 
in the free I mean, higher score overall or just higher PCS. Now I can't remember. Um, but for the, in the free skate, then the previous week also seemed like a bit of um, reputation judging happening. Yeah. Um, it was a season's but, best free, I think. And I was like, mm. okay. Choices. Yeah. I mean, but again, this is where we're poking at nitpicking uh, <laughs> here where it was really an amazing accomplishment for him. Um, this also broke Shoma's winning streak of every competition that he'd been in since post-Olympic Worlds. Um, yes. Wow. So, um, and I have, I have a lot of opinions about um, how Shoma's doing right now, but mostly which is just to say that the fact that he is so satisfied with himself, yeah. I think is really interesting that he could have that free skate um, and come off and be smiling um, yeah. is just, um, I think really says a lot about how much his mindset has changed. Um, and that he said that he was having, he's really enjoying training. He feels like he's getting better. Like he's got goals and motivation, but that he's thinking about the artistry and not about as much about the jumps. And, you know, we saw him land a good, um, quad loop and quad flip in the warm-up like right before it's not like those were you know it's not like he's lost the ability to do those or something but um i think him letting kind of letting go of that pressure and letting go of the sense that he has to please other people and just trying to sort of please himself with his performances is kind of uh an amazing thing to see from a skater at his level and i was wondering how it was going to hold up you know the first time he then didn't have a good skate or didn't win something yeah. so um, you know, seeing that I think is really interesting. I think um, my only other comment um, about the short program, uh, because I was waiting for my train at the time and I was like, I'm going to watch uh, the men's short, was that uh, quad flip in the short being called fully rotated. Yeah, no. Um, Mark said it on the live commentary and I went back and I was like, yeah, that, that's pretty not rotated. And then for it to get the GOE that it did and not even have like um a cute not even like a courteous cue um yeah. mm -hmm. I was like okay but again judges thing like I know touching and being a technical specialist are not easy jobs mm -hmm. but if everybody watching can see the issue and you're not marking the issue yeah you're gonna annoy people <laughs> <laughs> and I saw some of the comments about that, you know, people commenting on that on Twitter kind of in both directions about it. And I just feel like, you know, does the fact that Shoma sometimes has messy tech and really that his he does not have like even when it's going well, like a very pristine um, quad flip, does that bother me? No, it doesn't take anything away from my enjoyment of him as a skater or that I feel like he should be, you know, winning things he wins. On the other hand, when there's inconsistency in the marking like that, um, when you know that another skater would get called on that um, every single time, that mm -hmm. is hard to see. And so I, I do really empathize with the, that frustration. Um, and just the thing that I was thought was the most interesting watching the, well, seeing both programs, A, that he's gotten over his inability to do a um, quad toe, triple toe, both programs. They were not doubled. Very exciting. But 
<laughs> almost no jump in the free skate was what was on the most what was marked because he ended up um the South was supposed to have a double toe. There was supposed to be two double axles after in the, um, it was supposed to be triple axle, double axle, double axle sequence. Like, you know, so he's still, even with what he has on paper, there's still um, points being left on the table there technically. And so I'm kind of curious, like it's one thing to say, you're going to intentionally lower your tech score uh, or your tech um base values in order to try to work toward the artistry, like taking out the quad cow. And then it's another thing to not do what you were intending to do on paper. So I'm just, I'll be curious to see how that evolves um, and how with um, NHK now that um, it's come out, now that he's had this, um, Stefan kept calling it a reference point, now that they've got that reference point where it goes from here, um, but the programs are beautiful and I really uh, enjoyed seeing them having talked um, to Stefan about those programs um, a couple of weeks ago and hearing about the, the images um, that they're meant to reflect. I think also helps me to appreciate the kind of unusual structure of the free skate, but thinking of it as this um, really reflective moment and um, being able to sort of take a pause and whether that pause is a pause between the end of a competitive career and something else or just a pause in his competitive career but this sort of like moment of reflection is really um, uh, really interesting for me to to watch so um, I enjoyed both of those and I think it'll be really interesting to see how um, how his season goes from here. And if you haven't um, read it, Anna did do an interview with Stefan, as uh, we said, and it's up on our website, um, where Stefan talked about all of his students. So go check that out as well. Um, um, love to Mikhail Shadorov, been a big fan yes. since he was in juniors. I'm very annoyed at myself because I did originally pick him for fantasy and then I changed it the night before. <laughs> very annoyed I did that because I thought, Sasha's probably going to beat him. I was like, no, I should have stayed with it. I should have stayed. Um, but yeah, um, he's he's a very interesting skater to me. He has incredible technique. Still needs to work on some of his PCS a bit, but it's it's got so much promise, and I love watching him skate. See, this is the thing. Um, he's kept his free skate. I mentioned this in the last stream. Um, Skate America, I think he was at uh yeah yeah no, um, canada. Canada. okay canada he was at um he kept his free skate and the performance on his free skate has improved a lot um his short program transitions wise i noted the transition into his combination in his short wow um but it felt empty it was this is a thing that can happen in programs it is jump to jump to spin to jump to jump like sometimes they just don't connect or sometimes you have a, and and Shadow has an example has the technical content that obviously can boost that scoring and I think his PCS was actually scored quite well in comparison to his tech score mm -hmm. um but then when you look at not naming any names again this is on the judges um some lower skaters that maybe don't have the best technical content 
but have better performance quality, mm-hmm. then that doesn't match up. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the point I was making with this, but I'm going to leave that there. It's it's yeah. a note on it's scoring and judges, but yeah. Yeah. And I thought that his um, PCS was significantly better here, um, even from seeing Skate Canada, especially on this free skate, that his, um, and again, I think it's looking at the um, the skating skills side um, and the program transitions more so maybe than on the performance quality. But I also think, I, I was thinking about this with Carmina Barana and how you can do it the way um, Conrad Orzel does it, which is that it's sort of an easier piece that it, you know, it has that kind of intensity. It has yeah. the sort of percussive stuff that you makes your jumps be, you know, big and, it, and you can sort of skate big to it, but it doesn't take a lot of nuance. Or you can do it in a way that really pulls out all of the nuance in the music and the weirder parts. And I just thinking about the composition of the program and how the composition and the storytelling approaches match to the really complex transitions that Mikhail has in it. And so I actually feel like I was appreciating it a lot more um, watching it here and seeing that he really was putting that effort into all of those transitions. Um, I am always in favor of skaters with lower tech content should still be getting high performance scores. I think if there's like one opinion that you can always count on me to have, that will be that. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I do, uh, I do agree about that part of it though. It's the thing that I wish there was a lot more, um, breaking apart of the PCS, um, because you really can have, um, great, a great performance quality, um, without, um, even if your technical ability is much lower and that's something that doesn't get rewarded as much as it should. We can call it Josephine Taldegard syndrome. Because <laughs> 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 we all love her. And thank God she has her minimum scores. <laughs> and the judges don't. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Sota coming in um, sixth after winning his last Grand Prix. I think was a was a shock. I don't know if he felt extra pressure because of you know coming in with that gold medal and such a competitive field at the top as well with Adam and Shoma. And he like his free skate was pretty good. I mean, I think he had a, a popped um, one um, quad if I'm remembering this right. But he he was not overall. You know, it was not. I think he still had two quads landed. Like it was not a. A disaster by any means is just this field was much more competitive than um than canada was as well like and short program issues and all of that. but like um just to say i don't think he should be you know coming away from the feeling you know ashamed or that he's like sunk he had an opportunity to put himself in a even better position but i think overall um I still have more confidence looking at his skating and his ability to deliver in competition than I have some years where it really seemed up in the air. And Kazuki was really strong here as well. Um, I thought um, he also um, really did well for himself and that's, you know, could have, you know, could easily have justified a place on the podium except that he had three skaters that did, um, 
so amazingly ahead of him, but that's life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just because I talked to both of them earlier in the season, I did want to just mention um, Jimmy Ma. I thought that actually one of the things that um, Mark said in the commentary about his jumps was really interesting in terms of his how his technique is swingier and it makes him sometimes over-rotate things and step out. And we saw that a lot in the free skate. Um, and that, um, you know, it was a shame that he wasn't able to, um, you know, deliver here because it's his one, um, well, no, actually he's at, never mind. He's at, um, Finland next week. I forgot who's yeah. he's got, uh, so he's got the back-to-back. So hopefully that'll be, that'll be better next time <laughs> for him. Um, and then, um, poor Luca, um, who, uh, I don't know how you get to your Grand Prix and have your skate break. This just, I'm so sympathetic. And also I want to shake him and just say, what were you doing that you didn't have, you know, your equipment in order before coming in. But um, it was really, I mean, this was just really a struggle for him and just something he had to get through. But um, I am, I'm very sorry for the way that this part of his season has turned out I think both of his programs are so wonderful and speaking of things that um, I think he should be getting um, much much higher GOE on the choreo sequence in his um, free skate because he has absolutely beautiful spirals we never see like beautiful spirals with like musicality and stretch and extension in the men and I think he should be getting just showered with all of the points for that one element um and so i don't know what the judges are are doing but um that would be worth plus fives in my book and i've just never understood the reasoning behind going senior this year i it's i hoped that i would be proved wrong and it's not happened i don't understand when you could still do challenges as a senior and still be junior why you wouldn't have stayed junior and been one of the most commanding skaters in the field and had that more experience, you only really had, I, he'd been on the junior Grand Prix before, obviously last year, but that was his breakthrough year on it. And he needed more time. Like the triple axle wasn't hundred percent stable yet. Quad definitely wasn't hundred percent stable yet. Um, he just needed more experience there and he, it feels rushed and I don't know where he's going to finish at nationals at this point. And that worries me um, for his development. Um, so I just, I think he should have stayed junior. Could he, now, could, but... could he still do junior worlds technically yeah yeah, yeah. well and he, that's that what he said his, his plan his plan has always been to try to make junior worlds rather and not um senior and i mean and the u.s junior men are this year not like those who did compete on the junior grand prix are not like nobody head and shoulders ahead of the field and so i think that that's still um, you know, states decently at nationals. Maybe he'll get another challenger at some point, but like, I think that's still possible for him. Um, but it's a shame. I mean, he also just said that um, he has been struggling a little bit with like the more intense academics this year. And just, um, you know, again, I kind of wonder about that, like could have done the Grand Prix earlier in the season. And, and then, you know, it's like, yeah. I do not know what that logic was. Maybe I remember, just, um, yeah. I, say, I remember Adam Hagara saying when he won his first junior Grand Prix, he's like, "Oh, I'm going back to school on Monday." It's just like, yeah, you had all that time to focus on <laughs> on the first junior Grand Prix before you got back to school. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, like my assumption, well, I don't know that's for sure, but my assumption is that Luca's trying to, you know, finish out through his senior year in high school as a full-time student um, and trying to keep that structure working for him. And so, again, it does seem like another year at juniors would have been a nice um, and easier time, but mm. yeah. But anyway, we'll hope, hopefully. I was going to say, um, Daniel Martinov is doing, I think he's doing Warsaw Cup this week, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, and obviously he's going to be in the final. So yeah, maybe the the biggest challenge for yeah. Lucas going forward. Yeah, And I'll, yeah. I'll just run through some uh, wonderful, wonderful comments you've been getting. Um, Jonathan saying, Mikhail Shadorov is the new quad god on the block. His jumps are amazing, so clean. That quad he pulled out of nowhere. Wowee. I love wowee. <laughs> um, Daniel saying, Xiao Hinfa's free skate performance uh, was an epic skate. Amy also loving Shadorov. Um, 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 Russell saying, I love Lucas, such a balletic style, gorgeous to watch. Shame to hear about the boot problems, loved his. I want to R. say REM. REM. Short program. Um, the Gen Z is in the chat with us. <laughs> thank you. Sorry. Thank, thank you, Russell. <laughs> I, uh, I'm obsessed with both of Lucas' programs, and, um, and I am uh, in my little off in my corner love with my um struggling um newly senior men um coming last in their grand prix between him and nikolai memola i feel like i'm just like oh guys it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay <laughs> everyone has um, to start somewhere <laughs> exactly exactly uh mr cal saying i love adam so i'm happy to see him doing well it's great that he's shown an ability to handle nerves but i'm hoping next season he'll show a confidence that won't require him to do that um, Jonathan shouting yes. out Gabrielle from Japani with two good skates looking strong for that second Italian spot at Worlds. Ooh, I um, mean, I'd say that's a tough battle between him and Mimola, depending on the day. But yeah, that is a true. But so far this season, you never know. <laughs> you never but, know. Yeah. But Gabrielle has broken the curse of winning Nepola and then peaking there and, and not doing well the rest of the season. So he is, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling good about him. True. He had to go to Nepola every year now because <laughs> he's won it twice. He has to go there every year. <laughs> um, Kesnia saying, Mark Hanretti was refreshing. He called out issues with Sherman's flip and axle in the short program, got positive GOE, while praising Shadow quad lots in the free skate, which got a cue, selective judging, which was disappointing. It it does happen. It, You know, we're harsh on it, but it does happen, sadly. And we're, we're big um, fans of Mark here. Yeah. Uh, also, friend of the podcast um, well, yeah. he's been here twice <laughs> um donna drake saying please help these sisters out by hitting the like button thank you we always forget that please hit like subscribe if you aren't already we're trying to get to uh, 1000 subscribers we're nearly 100 away yes please help <laughs> um russell love kazuki's hostel free skate so different for him love the piano effect in the same arena it reaches out um, I enjoyed it a lot here. Yeah, I think that's, I think we've covered everyone. 
So um, preview oh, I just want to say, Boy um, Jin, I wish that he had been able to um, do a little better here, but it's nice to see how much love he was getting. And um, just in general, it was great to see that there were a lot of fans at this event. Um, I feel like between Shanghai Trophy and then here, and then, well, I mean, we've got Grand Prix Final and um, Four Continents. I really hope that that level of fan engagement can be sustained because um, while I know there's a bunch of challenges in terms of skaters and everybody and getting visas and going to China in terms of them hosting international events. If there is a growth of, you know, and continued growth of um, skating fans in China um, that we've been seeing some of, I think it makes sense that the ISU is trying to bring more of those events there. We need more countries where people are engaging in skating in that kind of way. And so um, I... Uh, I hope that that energy continues into the other events they're hosting. And I loved, uh, quote, local skater, um, Wen Jin Sui, um, throwing the plushies for Boyang as well. Yes. And hitting the judges and they're hiding. Like hitting the judges. She was like ducking. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> Very funny. Um, I, and think, I, I think Mark said that was happening a lot. Like a lot of people were throwing plushies and smacking the judges with them. I remember um, a friend at uh, Nepla did that with, a plushie for Phoebe and it hit the judges. Um, I oh. got a plushie at one competition while I was trying to walk um, to the mix zone and I had to be like, what do I do with this now? And I was like, do I throw it on the ice? Do I give it to the skate? Like I had like a moment of like, <laughs> Can you give it to the skate and they don't think that you're giving it to them? It's just like, <laughs> wait, what am I doing with this? <laughs> um, I'll quickly shout out Claudia's comment because I just saw that they subscribed as well. So thank you. Um, such a shame. So to Yamamoto ended in six. I really hope you make uh, the Grand Prix final again. Um, so we'll jump to Grand Prix of Espo. I think it's pronounced. Um, I, we got a okay. We got a cryptic tweet from Ivan Shmoreko who said, "Got some good news." Now, last time he did this. We thought he Did got Grand Prix again? France. He said it again. We thought he got Grand Prix France, but he didn't. He didn't. So <laughs> maybe he's got Finland instead. Um, he, I think he's well, scheduled he's supposed for... to be at um, Warsaw. But we also want um, Dr. Bertanen to get off the plane from Warsaw. I, and go I know to... people are hoping for that, but I don't think he's eligible because I think Finland gave up their spots. Don't That's what I wanted to know: is does, does Finland get to to claim a spot back if they, they wanted should. to, or <laughs> they should? <laughs> but I don't know I if know, that's how it works. Cares, and now he's not, and I feel like that's that you know because he would have been there if if he hadn't been yeah. doing pets, he would have been there. Yeah, but I'll be very happy if if Ivan gets the spot. Also, I hope somebody gets the spot. I hope that even with the last minuteness, they can pull that off. Um, I know. It's sad I'm still wondering about. Vladimir Samoylov as well, because he withdrew mm. from Warsaw today. So that's also oh, yeah. considered he is because... on the alternate list, um, as well as Ivan. So we'll see if any of them turn up. It also could just be an injury with Samoylov, because that's not uncommon with him. Yeah, I, would ha I was looking through some Finlandia entries, hoping that maybe uh, someone from Finlandia would get it, if their visa would still work i don't know how visas work but maybe they maybe that's how it works i don't know but obviously our assumption is unless it's injury that um litvinsev is probably a visa issue it, he has had a lot of 
visa issues getting into competitions before. I mean, anybody tells us. coming from the European Union should be fine visa-wise, I would think. Um, but so technically, yeah. Ivan isn't. Yeah, but he would already. Can't but I don't which know other competition he did, but he would be going to Warsaw anyway. Yeah. So then, if he was already in Warsaw, then going, I don't. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm an American star. I should stop. Just hopefully, just so hopefully somebody will get one of the spots because it's it's always sad to see people withdraw the weekend yeah. and, and those spots not get filled. Especially two. Um, yes. So very you know, sad for June. Um, yeah, both of them. But I I was really um, hoping we'd get to see a strong performance from him here. Also yeah, for, I know a lot of people like are speculating. Maybe oh, maybe he's not doing it because he won't get to the final, but. That's not really something I think you should do when it comes to the Grand Prix, because if you win a Grand Prix, that's 400 points on your world standings. Um, <laughs> I don't think you should skip that if you're healthy. Um, yeah, I yeah, think I think it would, if there was probably. Uh, another issue, then it's smart to sort of say, I'm going to, I'm going to step break. back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but other men we've got, yeah. Uh, we have Kao Miura, Shun Sato, Kajira Shimada, um, Matteo Rizzo. Um, it's going to be so interesting because I feel like Matteo actually has a shot of making the final now. I think that's how my voice just like got really loud. <laughs> he went excited. Like, <laughs> like he could do this. Um, Kevin Amos, obviously, um, up there challenging for medals. I think this, you you really cannot predict with men. I'm going to be real. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same. Um, it's the same men as we're at um, the at Sheffield um, from Japan. Um, I'm just thinking <laughs> that team with Kao and Shun and then Koshiro, um, who um, hoping is his ankle is healed enough that he is able to be competitive here. Um, but yeah. the, it'll be fun to see those three and then. Kevin and Matteo. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's in, it's interesting because while there isn't like a top man here who's, you're like, oh, well, they'll obviously be the winner. Um, there's a lot of talent in that group. Yep. Also excited to see um, some of the men we haven't seen on the Grand Prix yet this year. Um, Arlette Levandi and Makar. Um, I just, both of them, I enjoy a lot. They're, you know, they're not challenging for high spots here. But, yeah. uh, but there's both skaters that I always um, just enjoy I watching. hoping that Arlette's going to get his triple axel because he's such a good performer, a good jumper. I don't know what, I feel like it's almost a mental block at this point because mm -hmm. I feel like there should be no reason why he can't get that. Yeah. Um, in women, women we have uh, Young Yu, Cheon Kim, uh, Manakuabe, Kari Sakamoto, Rion Sumiyoshi, Amber again. Uh, this is going to be an interesting yeah. fight. I'm hoping Amber can do like we've we've obviously seen her land the triple axel, like that sort of first hurdle is gone now i'm hoping that we can see that continue in i'm hoping uh, she can just put down a solid like just two just two solid skates yeah. just two really good skates yeah i'm i'm hopeful here um i mean 
this should be Kari's to win. Um, but then we've got some, yeah, we'll have an interesting um, battle, I think, for the rest of the podium. And yeah, hope hoping this will be good for Amber. Um, I will also be interested to see how um, Rian does. Um, she, you know, podium here could end up um, yeah. in the final. Um, and then, and Cheon Kim as well. Um, and then my uh, always favorite, Lara Naki Gutman, I'm glad got the second um, Grand Prix. And I hope that we'll see um, that Yana Yurkinen will um, be able to um, do a little better here. It was, I was yeah. sorry to see her struggle so much in France and um, it'll be, hopefully this will be a better more, or, or, yeah, also interested to see how um, Nella does because she had a very good mm -hmm. Finlandia. She had a very good Finlandia. Um, yes. She's also a skater who's quite ins inconsistent, but there's so many good qualities to her skating, and probably somebody who not a lot of people, not a lot of people um, are aware of, like on the big international scene. So I'd love to see her like make a statement and have a really good competition. Totally. I want to mention this comment. How many times do the Koreans have to compete next month? Maybe it's best to stay at home. Uh, yeah, I'm not aware exactly. There's a ranking competition and then probably nationals. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. But yeah, I mean, yeah. there's more competition coming up through the for the men's ranks um, in Korea. It's not like, with the way John's season has been going, it's not a foregone conclusion necessarily that he would win. So if he wants to focus on that, that's probably a better idea. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, always looking forward to Laura and Akikoman's Hitchcock program. Um, looking at pairs, we've got um, Kantimachi, Haas, and Boladin. Um, we've got the Hungarians. We have um, Peng and Wang again. Kovalev. You see that Ellie and Danny are still yep. on the list, so uh, you would assume if they are still meeting that yep. uh, the injury wasn't too bad last time out. Yeah, um, I'm excited that we've got a Finnish um, hair team for the first time in a long, long time. Um, and so. they're very good. Like, they're, like obviously they had to wait a while to get out there because he he'd competed at junior worlds for italy so they had to sit out an entire year um before they could debut for finland but they've been they've been really really promising so far on the challenger series and i want to say they got mins as well yes i think like the first competition they did they got mins yeah yeah and Andre was saying that, who's coaching them, um, Andre Hotrick was also saying that it's been fantastic how supportive the Finnish Federation has been and how much they really wanted to have a pair team and they really want to have the full um, roster to be able to compete for um, the team event. So um, that's exciting I've, to see. I've been saying this. <laughs> Just going to walk on the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Finland uh, 2026 team event. I've been saying this for years. I'm so excited that they have a pair team. Um, we'll work on 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 singles, but it's fine. We'll we'll figure that out. Um, I'm I'm gunning for my uh, Finnish citizenship. I have <laughs> Finnish interviews planned. Um, no, um, 
I'm yeah, I'm I'm excited for Finland because it's obviously you can see that they are trying to develop everyone and it's obviously it takes mm -hmm. them step by step. They have a deep field of women and it really depends competition to competition. Men they sort of have I wanna say two, maybe a oh um They've got some babies coming up. Uh someone's brother, younger brother. Uh Oh my God, Lindvors, but um, yes, brother, yes. Vivek's brother. Yes, Let's he's fun. Yes, um, yeah. I'm on family. the. Um, let's just keep. Um, so yes, let's develop the babies, and I'm also on the train of let's keep, um, Walter competing um, as long as possible 2020, <laughs> through 2026. I, you know, the thing he's, you know, we're all talking about how old he is, but like there's a whole bunch of pairs and dance men and women who are older than that. He's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so I'm on I'm on board for the, the rise of the uh Finnish team. Um yeah. Um looking at dance quickly we have obviously Chuck and Bates coming. Um we have Lolo as well against Lolo and Nick, which I think will be very interesting, especially Lolo and Nick's scores compared to the two Canadian teams from uh, this past weekend. Um, the Morazics, which I'm, who I'm always excited to see and compare um, everyone else's speed to them, because that's always fun. And... I'm being very much distracted by Kat, I apologize. <laughs> Christina uh, and Anthony. Up again, Zingas and Kolesnik, speaking of our conversation about the teams that have um, this right at similar personal bests. Um, and then I'm always excited to see um, Orihara and Piranin. Um, yes, they've been so good this season. I did really hope they would get a second spot. Um, they've, they've been, their programs are amazing. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, just very quickly from Daniel. We need to be able to say the doctor is in at the twenty twenty six Olympics. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, so we should uh, go through fantasy probably. Yes. I think Anna had one more thing to say. Well, I was, no, I was gonna. I wanted to. So two more things. One is that um, I would think we need to also give. Um, um, wow, I just had a complete mental freeze. <laughs> the French. The French dance team who are now Canadian. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Yes. I would go yeah. in their first names. Uh, <laughs> is apparently an, an osteopath who actually is like working yes. as, um, as an osteopath as well. So like, yes, I, just, I just think like, I love that we have Dr. Vertinen. I just want to make sure that we are, um, we are also giving some, some love uh, to the osteopath uh, romance. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily, but you know. No, um, okay. uh, uh, I just wanted to preview that we have um, our guest for next week. Um, so um, we will be back to having a guest and probably taking less time <laughs> because we'll be worried about other, taking up other people's time. <laughs> I didn't realize we've gone so long tonight. We haven't done fantasy. We will. Um, but we have um, Corey Sertelli and our um, 
stream next week and it'll be very exciting to talk to him. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we move on to fantasy, I've got to shout out skating scores. So if you don't know skating scores, you're missing out on so much. Um, uh, so look, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to Goatlet uh, Lavandi this week. We also <laughs> owe Frangifani denied a Tyria Championship gold this season. Uh, Giving me Italian spot. JK, I enjoy it. We're skating a lot too. Subscribe, like, do Thank all those you. fun things. Help us along. Thank you for joining us for nearly two hours, which we did not think we were going to be doing. <laughs> the fewer of us there are, the more we talk somehow, apparently. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, goodbye everyone. <laughs>